Maryland basketball has its last chance to tune up. You are Locked On Terps, your daily podcast on the Maryland Terps. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? I'm Trey Moore, video content creator for 247 Sports and InsideMarylandSports.com and host of Lockdown Terps, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. So thank you for making us part of your day. And thank you for all the everydayers out there listening to Lockdown Terps every single day. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get starlit. Maryland has to figure out everything in this game tonight against Ryder. The Terps basketball are back in action and currently have looked a lot better over these last couple of games and we're back to 500 at three and three and there was a point this year where everything was looking really sketchy was looking really concerning and a lot of those same concerns still are there from our losses to UAB to Davidson and getting absolutely demolished against Villanova when we went on that three game losing streak but overall we have looked a lot better in these last two games and it's important to stay on track, to continue that winning streak, to continue racking up wins. Because after you take two losses to Davidson and UAB, you're going to need to win some games for your March Madness resume. It's important to do it. And this game is Maryland's last chance to figure things out. Their last chance to figure things out before going into Big Ten play. I know it has come fast. It feels like we just started the season. We kind of have. We're only six games in. But Big Ten play is basically here. On Friday, Maryland plays a very good Indiana team. An Indiana team that is and 5-1. An Indiana team that's only lost has come to UConn, who's a top four team in the country. Definitely a really talented UConn team. That is a national championship type of contender. But Indiana going into this year, a lot of people think are going to be really good. They have a couple of really talented players. They have a couple of really good freshmen. They have a coach that's doing some really good things. So Indiana basketball, a lot of people thought would be a March Madness type of team and overall a really good program this year. And that game comes on Friday. And those games we're going to start to have to have to start building out that March Madness resume which I think is extremely important coming coming down the stretch. And when we get at the end of the season, we're going to have – these games are going to matter. These games that we beat in Indiana or we lose to Indiana, those games or those type of games are going to matter, especially after the slow start we had. So this Ryder game is extremely important in terms of getting that last tune-up and figuring things out completely and Kevin Willard getting a base idea of what he wants to do through basically – his lineups through all that type of stuff that you think of, all those type of things Kevin Willard should have basically figured out going into the Indiana game on Friday because those are the ones that are huge and those are the games that you start to really want to have, especially going into an environment like Indiana 
that's going to be a tough environment to play. They usually have a pretty loud student section. A lot of people go to their basketball games. They are known as mainly a basketball school right now, not having the best of football team. They're going to be ready to cheer for a, a real Big Ten basketball game, especially after how their football season went. So Kevin Willard needs to make sure everything, all the last-minute touches and this last tune-up against Ryder looks good. And Maryland has started to figure things out over these last couple of weeks, especially after our three-game losing streak. We had no identity. I didn't know what we were. It was hard for me to kind of pick out the lineups. It was hard for me to pick out what we were trying to do offensively. We made a lot of mistakes defensively. But we have started to figure out a lot of things. I think we have our starting five moving forward, which it took a while to start um, to figure out because before, if you remember, it, we were mixing in different guys. We kind of had our four starters, but we didn't know who the fifth starter was. After Jameer Young, Dante Scott, Deshaun Harris-Smith, and Julian Reese, we didn't know who our fifth starter was, and we didn't know if it was going to be Jordan Geronimo who started the season or Jamie Kaiser who got to start against Villanova or Noel Batchelor who got to start in the Asheville Championship. We didn't know who that fifth starter was going to be. I thought maybe Jahari Long was going to have a chance to crack the lineup. And I think we have figured out over these last couple of games, and don't get me wrong, things can absolutely change, but I think we have figured out that Jordan Geronimo is looking like that fifth starter, and he's played very efficiently over the last two games. He's been perfect and exactly what we want. But there's still a whole lot of stuff to kind of figure out. And this Ryder game is kind of the last chance to figure things out, even though a lot of stuff has started to figure things out. I think our rotation is starting to come together a little bit, but it's still not clarified exactly. And I don't know if we're going to know exactly after this Ryder game, exactly our rotation and stuff and exactly what players we want to play off the bench. But I do think this Ryder game gives us one more chance to really see everyone in action and to finalize that type of rotation to figure out the best lineups going into this especially hard first game in the Big Ten against Indiana because we have played a lot of guys on the bench, whether it's Kaiser, whether it's Bachelor, whether it's Maddie, whether it's Callum, whether it's a lot of different guys, whether it's Jahari Long. There's been a lot of different guys that have come off the bench and have played, and I think Kevin Willard is still trying to figure out who our rotation is going to be. Like, no Bachelor has started a game, and there's been games where he's barely played at all. A guy like Jahari Long has looked to play big minutes in some games and not very many minutes in other ones. Same with pretty much everyone off the bench, Jamie Kaiser. If you look at it, he's still, I think Kevin Willard is still trying to figure out the lineups. And this Ryder game is our last chance to figure things out before going into the Indiana game. And, you know, you're going to figure things out during the middle of Big Ten play. When you get really into it, you'll figure more things out. But I just think it's extremely important to start figuring things out going into this Indiana game. I think it's also a chance to figure out the scoring, how to get better looks. It's looked a lot better over these last couple of weeks. Our last game gave us a chance to go against a zone against a zone heavy team that ran zone most of the game which I was very glad that our last game that we actually did that and went against a zone because I wasn't sure overall what our team would look like against zone because we haven't faced it and I know at certain points teams are going to throw zone against us and throw zone looks out at us in big so playing that zone against South Alabama was extremely important last week but it gives us a chance 
to figure out our final looks and final plays that we want to put in before Big Ten play. If there's any extra kind of looks that Kevin Willard wants to put in um, before this game and to see how it plays out against a Ryder team, then that's this is the perfect game to do so before getting into Indiana to see if a specific play works. And I think that I think he'll try a couple new things out before the Indiana game because you don't want to be testing things out in big-time play. Ryder's the type of team where you can still test out different plays and different looks defensively and different press breaks and different zone looks. You can try those different things out against Ryder and still come away with a win even if you make a mistake or you know something doesn't look good. You can still kind of try those things out and see what works. But when you get into that game against Indiana, you can't still be experimenting a ton. You can't be trying different things because overall, if it doesn't work, you're going to be in trouble and you're going to lose big. And I think we saw some of that against Villanova. We didn't know what we were against Villanova. We didn't know exactly the lineups. Jamie Kaiser started and maybe he wasn't ready to start. And we didn't run the best type of plays for our personnel. We didn't get the best type of looks. And it cost us. It completely cost us in a game where I didn't think we would win, but I thought we were going to be able to compete at least somewhat, but still not figuring out, still figuring things out against Villanova really clarified that we still had a lot to figure out, but overall it cost us that game because we didn't have our identity. We didn't have our lineups. We didn't have our rotation and we only were able to put up 15 points in the first half. And I don't want that to happen against Indiana. So that's why I'm saying this game against Ryder is the final tune up, the final chance to correct things, the final chance to figure out the um the bench figure out at a certain point who what our rotation looks like exactly is maddie going to play is no batcher going to play in big games where does jamie kaiser fit into there it's a chance to also figure out the shooting right now we know we we're one of the worst three-point shooting teams in all of division one it's a chance the last chance for jamie kaiser and deshaun Harris smith to get shooting confidence and get their shot going maybe against this um, against this Ryder team that we play this week. It's a chance for them to get that confidence back because we know right now they have not shot the ball well at all. So it's the final chance to figure things out, the final tune-up against this Ryder team before we get into Indiana where the games are going to become super important and imperative to start racking up and start building up a March Madness resume for the end of the season, which is ultimately the goal of the entire season. How can Maryland beat this Ryder team? Do not underestimate them. We'll talk about that after this ad from FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bets. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get on the action. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player pops, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. These days, new potential hires can feel like high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. 
A lot of people need jobs right now. And if you want to find someone amazing for your company, LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Do not underestimate this Ryder team. They're a lot better than you guys think. How can the Terps beat them, though? I'm telling you guys, this Ryder team is not a bad team. As I went in and kind of researched what their team was about, this is a solid team right now. And their record looks a lot worse than they actually currently are. If you really dig into their schedule, you realize that they have played one of the harder schedules in all of Division One. They played Nebraska, who are who's a really solid team and a Big Ten opponent that will play. They played Marquette, who I've seen Marquette play live. Marquette is one of the best teams in the country. The energy that they play with and the depth that they have, they have one of the best point guards in the country. They have one of the better big mans in the country. They have everything you need to win a national championship. That Marquette team is good. And those are two of the teams that Riders played. So that's a big part why they are currently one and four. But like I said, I watched that Marquette team play Kansas. I watched them even lose to Purdue. I thought Kansas was the best team in the country. And I watched Marquette play them. And I was like, Jeez, this Marquette team is tough. They're feisty. And I'm not surprised that Ryder lost big to that type of team. And then Nebraska is also a very solid team. So don't look at their schedule. Don't look at their record too much and be like, oh, this team is terrible. Yeah, they're not. They're no Kansas. They're no Duke. They're no Kentucky. They're not one of the top teams in the country for sure, but they're definitely not as bad as their record may suggest. They have definitely played one of the better schedules in all of um, in all of college basketball currently. And this team was actually picked to be their preseason favorite in the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference, the conference that they are in, which is no mean a power five, a Big Ten, or a SEC, or an ACC basketball conference, or even a Big East, or anything like that. But it's still they're still preseason pre favorites to win their conference. And we saw Maryland lose to a team like UAB, lose to a team like Davidson. So I don't think we have any room to look at a team and underestimate them going into a game. So as I'm telling you guys that this team is a solid team. They have some really solid players, starting with their best player, Mervyn James Sr., 6'7", best player on their team, was all conference, was player of the year last year in their conference in the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference and currently is averaging 15.4 points per game and 7.2 rebounds per game. So this is their key number one. How does Maryland beat Ryder? It's slowing this guy down. And I expect Jordan Geronimo or Julian Reese to be on him depending on who they want to match up with him. And I feel confident with both of those guys because those are two of our better defenders. We saw Julian Reese block like four shots last game. And we know Jordan Geronimo, we brought him in for his athleticism, his defense, all the, that, those type of things that he can bring on the defensive side of the ball and his length and his how high he can jump, how hard he can make it, how he can switch one through five, really. Honestly, Jordan Geronimo can play so many different guys. So if Jordan Geronimo gets this matchup against Mervyn James, I, I have confidence in Jordan Geronimo to be able to stop him. I have confidence he'll be able to slow down Mervyn James. And that's 
one of my biggest keys going into this game. It's slowing down Mervin James. I think if the Terps hold Mervin James under 16 points per game or 16 points in this game, I think the Terps are going to be able to win this game. I have complete confidence in Jordan Geronimo or Julian Reese being on him. And then you look at their guard, Alan Powell, who's currently underperforming. He's off to a slow start, but he was one of their better players last year. He's a 6'2 guard, but he can get hot anytime. We have to look out for him, but right now I'm not too concerned about him overall. I expect Jameer Young to get that match and to kind of haunt him down and to be able to play really good defense against him overall. And he's been cold overall, so I'm not too worried about him going off. But he can go off any minute. It's an important to note that. But overall, I expect Jameer Young or any of our guards to be able to guard him. And Corey McKeithen has been a really good player this year for them. Their senior guard averaging 10.2 points per game. Corey is next to Alan Powell in that backcourt. But he plays a ton of minutes. So one of my other keys is whoever he's guarding, attack. Attack this guy. Attack him on Attack him when he's on defense. Make him tired. Make him defend because this guy is playing like over 34 minutes in the last three games. So continue to attack him because he's going to get tired, and that's going to make it harder for him to score points. And right now, he's second on their team in scoring at 10.2 points per game. So continue to attack him on the defense side of the ball. And also when or when he's on defense. And also when we're on defense, play hard. Play up on him. Maybe pick him up full court. Make this guy um, expend most of his energy throughout the game because he doesn't want to do that because he has to play a ton of minutes and he needs to score for them to be able to beat us. So make him expend as much energy as you possibly can overall. But those are the three main guys that we have to slow down and make sure Mervyn James doesn't get to 20 because they can't beat us unless Mervyn James gets, I think, above 16, 17 points. I really think, honestly, he has to get to 20, 25. I think he has to have an extraordinary type of game for them to beat us. But they're also a horrible shooting team just like us. They're bottom 10 in college basketball in shooting. So if the Terps shoot a little bit better than they have, the Terps don't even have to shoot amazing tonight. If the Terps shoot a little bit better than they have in the past, I think Maryland can win this game pretty handily. I expect them to be able to win the game if Maryland can shoot the ball pretty well because we don't really have to worry about this team out shooting us and just being able to, even though we're more talented, to shoot their way and stay in the game. I think we don't have to worry about them a ton because they're not, they haven't proven to be a very good shooting team. And then my last key of the game is continue to feed Julian Reese inside. It's working. It works. If they want to double him, we're going to kick out and hopefully our shooting gets going. That's why I don't understand why teams don't don't double Julian Reese. It's like, do you read our scouting report? Do you read our shooting percentages? We can't shoot the three ball. Why aren't teams doubling Julian Reese and just forcing us to make shots outside? But I'm expecting teams to totally do that for now on. So if they double Julian Reese, hopefully we can get the shots going. But keep feeding inside to Julian Reese because it's been working, especially against a team like Ryder where Julian Reese is usually bigger, more athletic than the big man that he's going against. Continue to feed Julian Reese overall. And Jordan Geronimo, if he continues to play efficiently, it's going to be very hard to beat this Maryland team. If we're getting production out of Dante Scott, Jordan Geronimo, Jameer Young and Julian Reese, like we have seen the last couple of games, even though the freshmen haven't performed well and have played pretty bad, honestly, if those four continue to play at a high level, 
I can't see us losing to a team like Ryder. Maybe we need more freshman production against a team like Indiana, and that's what goes back to my first segment of it being the final tune-up and for the freshmen to really take that final step before the Indiana game. But overall, if we get production from the Big Four, I don't think they can beat us right now. But let's get into some predictions and actually what I think will happen in the game instead of how we can beat them. We'll talk about that, who I think wins the game. Will the Terps cover the spread after this ad from Prize Picks? Testing my skills on Prize Picks this football season is the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. We're the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first time deposit. The Terps will win this game for a couple of reasons. The number one reason I think that the Terps win is I don't think they match up well with us. When I think about teams that right now have a good chance of upsetting the Terps, I think about teams that shoot the ball really well, teams that can make the three-point shot. Think about what Davidson did to us. We shot 21.7 from the three-point arc while they shot 53% from the three-point arc, which is pretty insane in a pretty big difference. They shot over 50% from the three-point arc, and we were still in the game. It was a close game. But because they shot over 50%, they were able to barely beat us, and wow, we could barely shoot the ball at all. And when I think about this Ryder team, which is a solid team, like I said, preseason favorite to win in their conference, but if they're not able to shoot the ball – well, and not shoot the three ball over 35, 36, 37%. I can't see a world in which they beat in which they beat us. Obviously, it's not impossible, but I think we're more talented. I think we're more athletic. I think we're bigger. And that's kind of how it moves when you're playing a power five type of team. So I don't see them beating us if they're not able to shoot the three ball well. So Number one, that's the number one reason I think that the Terps win this game. I think that this Ryder team does not match up well against us. And I don't think they have enough scoring overall against us. If we look again, Maryland's biggest weakness so far, when we put up 15 points against Villanova in the first half and we could barely score on only 40 in the entire game. You look at the Terps over their stretch against UAB and Davidson, and even over these last couple games, we've had trouble scoring at times, and we don't have a lot of scoring at times, it looks like, even though it's picked up big time over the last couple of games. But Ryder doesn't really have big scoring either. They have two guys in double figures right now, while Maryland has three guys in double figures, while Maryland also has four guys that have more points averaging their fourth Maryland's fourth leading scorer averages more than Ryder's third leading scorer so I look at it and I say I don't think Ryder has the guys the dogs and the scoring ability to be able to outscore us overall and I don't think they can beat us at our own game I think Maryland's game right now is playing tough 
playing hard, playing strong defense, get to the basket with Jameer Young, feed it inside into Julian Reese. I don't think they can beat us at our own game. So I don't think they have enough scoring around themselves. I don't think they have enough options, scoring options to be able to beat us. But like I said in the second segment, I think we have a defenders to stop their best player. Geronimo's strength as a player is defense, and Mervin James can be slowed down. So right now, I think we have the guys to be able to defend their best player, their leading scorer, and they don't have very much scoring already outside of it. So that's a big reason why I think that the Terps win this game. And I think that the Terps cover the spread. The spread, I think, is kind of relatively low, kind of than what you would expect. I mean... It's still a pretty big spread, but 16 and a half is the current spread on FanDuel. And I think the Terps cover the spread and win this game. I, I just don't see enough scoring options. I don't see enough three-point shooting. And I think the Terps can take advantage inside. I think Jameer Young's going to be able to get to the basket and do some good things. I overall just think this Maryland team matches up really well with this Ryder team, unlike I thought Maryland match up well against Davidson or even against UMBC. UMBC was one of the top shooting three-point shooting teams in the country. So I thought Maryland didn't match up well against them. But against this Ryder team, I think Maryland matches up pretty well. That's all we have for today. Thank you for listening to Locked on Terps. Make sure you like and subscribe if you're a Maryland Terrapin fan. We're here every day talking Maryland football and basketball. Hopefully we win tonight. But thank you for listening to Locked on Terps.